It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Cassie Wienis, registered and licensed dietitian, and this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. Every week we bring you information on how eating real food can help to heal your body, and certainly today's show will be no different. We have a great show lined up, but first, as my regular listeners out there know, I have to give a big shout-out to my two biggest fans listening, not listening from home this morning, they're actually listening from Grandma and Grandpa's cabin. Oh, fun. So, yeah, kind of bummed it's rainy, but I bet they're playing games inside and hopefully listening to the show, right? So, hello to Riley, who will be a middle schooler in less than two weeks. Wow. Hard to believe. And hello to Marissa, who's going to be in third grade this year. So, back to my previous train of thought. We bring you information every week on how eating real food can heal your body. Today's topic is called Aching Feet and What You Eat. A little bit of a Dr. Seuss rhyme there, right? Yes. So if you are one of the many, many people that is struggling with achy feet, it might surprise you that what you're eating is probably affecting how achy your feet feel. And that voice you hear in studio with me today, she's going to help me out with the ins and outs of this topic. My colleague Joanne Rideout is here. Joanne is also a registered and licensed dietitian and... Not only welcome, but hey, this is the first time we're on the show together. Yes, good morning, Cassie. Good morning. And it's good to be here with you today. Yeah, this is going to be a great show. This is a great topic. I have also struggled with achy feet myself. About five years ago, before I was working with Nutritional Weight and Wellness, I developed plantar fasciitis. And I went out and had to buy shoes and shoes with higher arches and all of that. Um so I didn't even realize that my food was a connection back then. So I changed a bunch of sh- of shoes. I, you know, I always tried to eat healthy, but didn't really realize there was a sugar connection. And, and probably what healthy eating was to you back then, right, was if you're more, like me, yeah. isn't, wasn't quite... Was more low fat, although yes. uh, probably about that time I was trying, starting to incorporate some healthy fats in okay. it. But, um, but now... Very, very little foot pain ever. Um, so it, it did gradually heal over time. Right. But, but yeah. But you know, like but you I, mentioned to me, we were visiting on the phone last night and I thought that was so profound how you said, because we're all human, you know, every once in a while you get off track, exactly. whether you go on vacation right. or there's a holiday. Exactly. And, then, and I do notice that. I do your, notice your foot feet pain. tell the story. They do tell me when I've gone off track a little too much at holiday or vacation time. Right, right. So, yeah, so there is definitely there a connection. There is a connection. Well, I have a, a story that tells a connection, too, and this relates to one of my clients. This was a client I had several years ago because I was at the YZ office, and that's been quite a while ago. And I forget mm-hmm. I forget the particular reason why she came in to see me for a consult, but I remember her telling me about her plantar fasciitis. Yes. And she, a couple years prior to coming to see me, had been diagnosed with plantar fasciitis. 
And she made the food connection on her own before ever sitting down with me. And what she said was she went on a mission trip every year. I forget if it was through her church or what it was, but she did these yearly mission trips like Haiti one year, Africa one year. So very remote areas, third, third world type of country. And she said, you would think that my foot pain would get worse because we didn't have cars to drive. We were walking everywhere. And I remember her saying very hilly terrain. Yes. So you think walking every day up and down rocks and hills. And, and she said, (laughs) but, but every year during the mission trip, my foot pain would go away. Well, she had had a definite correlation yes. there. So after two years of doing that mission trip, two years in a row, she made the connection. Oh my goodness! When I'm here on this mission trip, I'm eating meat. I'm eating vegetables and fruits that we picked either that day or the day before. Right. There wasn't processed food. There wasn't sugar. There wow. wasn't gluten. Yes. So huge connection. That was a huge connection. So the topics we're going to focus on today are plantar fasciitis, as we've been discussing. We're also going to talk about neuropathy and a little bit about gout. So the root cause of all of those is too much inflammation in the body. So the overall theme of our show is going to be how to, how to eat to reduce inflammation. And we'll talk more about each of these foot condi- conditions over the next hour. Yes, the information we'll be leaving you with by the time this hour is over is what foods can I be putting in my mouth day in and day out so that my foot pain goes away. Yes. So what do you do to get rid of this terrible foot pain? Let's start talking about plantar fasciitis. So this is the most common type of foot pain. And 80% of the visits to the doctor for foot pain are for plantar fasciitis. And I mentioned I had it earlier, a couple years before I had it. My sister also had it. So it was kind of interesting that we both had it. You know, hearing you say that, I'd be curious to look up the statistics. Is it, has it increased over the years? Oh, I'm sure of that it has diet. because of processed yeah. food. Yeah. So probably many, many listeners have heard of plantar fasciitis. Probably several of you are suffering from it. But if you don't really know what it is, let me give you sort of a brief description. It's a condition, well, it affects the foot. I think we've established that. But it's where the the plantar fascia, which is a ligament, basically a little muscle that runs from your heel to your toe, that is what is hurting with plantar fasciitis. So if you're in the position right now where you can lift up your foot and look at the bottom of it, of course, Mm -hmm. you're not going to see that plantar fascia because it's underneath your skin, but you can see where it lies. Again, it runs from your heel up to your toes, and its job is to stabilize your arch and keep that arch high enough, and it also has the big job of helping to support the weight of your body. Right. So when that ligament becomes inflamed, this creates a lot of pain on the bottom of the foot. And what does that inflammation feel like? Well, you might touch it. It might feel hot. It could swell up a bit. And the pain is usually worse in the heel when you have plantar fasciitis. For for me, it was at, at the just in the, the middle arch. to the bottom of my arch. I have a mm-hmm. high arch, and it was just that arch was just aching sore. Oh. Um, but it can be anywhere in the bottom of the foot, actually. 
So just hearing you describe that, Joanne, because I've never experienced that, just standing yes. must have been painful, yeah. let alone yeah. walking. And standing, not as much, but I I did have to cut back on my exercise. I did have to cut back <sighs> on my walking throughout that time because it was just, I could walk so far and then it was too much pain. Too much pain. Yeah. Right. So the other thing I want to mention about plantar fasciitis is that one of the telltale signs of it is... If that foot pain is really bad when you first get out of bed in the morning, that's mm-hmm. often a symptom that it is plantar fasciitis. Did you notice that too? Yeah, like a right away bit. in the morning, yeah. stand up. Yes, ouch, definitely. It's just I just remember throughout the day, you it's know, always there. Yeah, off and on throughout the day. So, what is causing you to have achy feet? And the first thing to look at, as we always talk about sugar. We are going to talk about sugar again today because it's so important with feet foot pain. And yes. does that surprise you that sugar causes achy feet? I'm sure there are listeners out there who <laughs> are saying, what? Yes. Sugar in my feet? Exactly. And I'm sure many of the listeners out there that have suffered with plantar fasciitis have went to the podiatrist, the foot they doctor, have. right? Right. Just like you did, and maybe you were recommended a splint at night to stretch the area, or sometimes they'll tell you to ice it. Uh, Oftentimes they'll say get new shoes with better support. Right. You know, certainly these are all good tips. Or adding arches in your feet. Or adding, yep, buying your shoes. Yep. Buying the uh, super feet or whatever the brand name is. So, again, good tips, but they're not addressing the real cause of your pain. The question you have to ask yourself is, why are my feet hurting every day? What is causing this? Exactly. And if you're planning on going to the Minnesota State Fair this year, if your favorite stop is at Martha's Cookie Booth, you're not going to be able to walk very comfortably by the end of the day, right? Right. You might want to think twice because those chocolate chip cookies are going to make your feet hurt all the more. Sugar, right? Sugar, sugar. Yep. Or maybe it's the piece of blueberry pie that you got for free at Perkins last Monday night. Have you seen (laughs) that advertisement, Joanne, that many of the Perkins restaurants, not all of them, but many of them are offering a free piece of pie on Mondays if you order an entree. I mean, right away, I think, really, is a free piece of pie worth not being able to walk comfortably the next day? Yeah, not really. Not for me. But again, it all goes back to sugar. The cookies you talked about, Joanne, the pie I just mentioned, they turn to a lot of sugar. So if you can imagine, you know, if I was teaching a class right now, I'd love to have a whiteboard here with a marker and I'd draw a line going up, 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 because that's (laughs) what happens to that blood sugar. It does. When you eat the pie or eat the cookies or eat the cake. And sugar creates inflammation, and that equals pain. Exactly. And, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, what we eat, but also what we drink. So you might have worked hard to give up that daily soda already. Um, Maybe you stopped eating desserts and candy, but maybe the plantar fasciitis is still bothering you. And that is what I remember, because I was not a soda drinker. For have not for several years, and okay. I I wasn't big into desserts and candy, but I was eating a lot of low fat carbs at, ah. and low fat high carb foods at that time. At that time when you mm-hmm. had foot pain, okay. So even we're though gonna... I cut the sugar, I hadn't identified yet all of those high carb sort foods. of hidden sugars. The hidden sugars. So we're going to talk more about that when we come back from break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we go to break. 
I want to mention, Joanne already said it, but I'll remind you again, it is that time of year when the great Minnesota (laughs) get together, which I don't know, Joanne and I aren't the hugest fans of it, but it's out there, right? Lots of people like to go to the Minnesota State Fair. So are you going to the fair with a plan for your eating is my question for you. Or or are you just going to splurge on anything and everything fried and sugary because you tell yourself it's only once a year. Right. Well, I'm going to tell you this. If you don't want to gain five pounds, if you don't want to feel bloated and tired, and if you don't want to have more aches and pains in your body, you need a plan. So stay with us because on the other side of break, we're going to give you a couple of tips on healthy state fair foods. And if you have questions for Joanne or me today about foot pain, give us a call at the studio at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Joanne Rideout, registered and licensed dietitian, and this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Today's topic is foot pain and the connection between what you eat and your plantar fasciitis, neuropathy, or gout. So before we talk more about foot pain, Cassie promised that we would give you a couple tips on healthy Minnesota State Fair food options. No, just a couple, because Joanne and I, if you didn't catch it before break, (laughs) we're not big fans (laughs) of the State Fair. Sorry. Sorry. So we don't. There there are great parts of the Minnesota State Fair, but, you know, I, I just don't go there very often. But just because you're at the fair doesn't mean you want to have a food fest and doesn't mean you have to have cheese curds. You don't have to have Sweet Martha's cookies, but you could get a chicken kebab. Maybe you could get a pork chop um, or you could get a fresh ear of buttered corn on the cob. If you do okay with corn. If you do okay with corn. I don't. My kids don't Personally, I couldn't have that one. Yeah. But. Um, that causes a lot of pain for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then for dessert, you can indulge with a dish of fresh Izzy's ice cream. Izzy's offers full fat ice cream with just a few natural ingredients. That that might work, yeah, right? That one sure. actually sounds good to me for a little treat out there. Not yeah, not a whole day of stuffing food in your mouth. Exactly. Joanne, can I give a little shameless plug right now oh, regarding this is a perfect fair? time. All right. I didn't run this one by the boss, so I hope it's okay, <laughs> but I, I for as much as I'm not a huge fan and it's just it's just all the people. That's my thing. Crowds. Just too too mm-hmm. much of those crowds, but I am going to be out there tomorrow. So if anybody wants to stop by and say hi to me, I'm going to be in the Care Eleven Health Building working as a volunteer at the gluten-free awareness booth. So I'm thinking That's it's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah. the great thing about this booth is that if you are gluten-free, we'll be handing out a list of all the gluten-free foods that are available at the fair. That's good. So probably even more healthy options out there that Joanne than Joanne and I know about. Um, but once I'm out at the fair tomorrow, I'll have that list. I'm going to be at that booth from 3 to 6. We're going to be playing some trivia games and handing out prizes. But really our main goal, I'm there on behalf of a support group I'm in called Raising Our Celiac Kids. And our main goal at the booth will be to educate people on gluten sensitivity versus mm-hmm. celiac disease. And we're going to be talking a lot about how to navigate the gluten-free lifestyle successfully. That sounds great. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a great day. Nice weather. Hopefully. Yeah. That's true. 
So where did we leave off? We were talking about hidden sugars, and then I made us go to break. You know, I've had that question in class before, Mm -hmm. too. Um, Sometimes I'll be teaching a class, and people will raise their hand and say, you know, I've been listening to Dishing Up Nutrition for a long time. I've given up desserts. I don't drink pop because of all that Nutritional Weight and Wellness has told me, but I still have pain. Yeah, that's right. And there are a lot of carbohydrates that do have that same effect on your sugar, Mm -hmm. on your body. Um, One example is cereal or a muffin or a bagel. These are hidden sugars that will cause foot pain. And I do have to say, I had cut a lot of sugar out. I had cut my wine out. I had cut a lot of things out just in this quest of, of being healthier around that time that I was having the foot pain. But I was still eating the high-fiber cereal at that time because I still felt the need for a high-fiber diet. Mm-hmm. And, and um, Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? I mean, and all the marketing. It's the marketing. All the marketing yep. and you all the education. You need that. You still think you need that. And you know what? Well, you know this, Joanne, but listeners might not realize this. Usually those, I'll do air quotes, high-fiber or healthy breakfast cereals mm-hmm. turn to more sugar than the junky ones, like, you right. know, the Fruit Loops that are right. half air. Yeah, they are so you, plenty high in yeah, sugar. Yeah, you were getting a sugar spike there. Definitely. And and it certainly wasn't just you. A lot of people eat the cereal for breakfast or eat right. the bagel. Those are very typical mm-hmm. American breakfasts. But if you're struggling with foot pain, they are not doing you any good. No. But let me give you another option. Here's a great breakfast that I love, and it would be a much better way to start the day, and it will help to reduce pain and inflammation. Crack a couple of eggs in your pan. I like to cook my eggs either in a little olive oil if I'm going to mm-hmm. use a very low temperature. Otherwise, I'll use organic butter. And throw in vegetables. I like to throw in whatever I have, which is usually some red onion, some bell pepper, some mushrooms. I know you like to throw spinach, like spinach. in your eggs, yep. so that's another option. And saute all that up together. And I always need to add a starch to give yep. me energy. And I think most Just people do. Mm-hmm. Just a little. Exactly. So I, one of my favorite starches to add at breakfast is about a half cup's worth of a baked sweet potato. Mm-hmm. Now, don't it's get me wrong. I don't, good. it's very good, but I don't want people to start visualizing that I get up extra early to scrub potatoes and put them in the oven and bake them for breakfast. <laughs> no. no. Those have but, to be done ahead. <laughs> yes. In the evening, whenever I make sweet potatoes, which is at least once a week for an evening meal, I make double or triple what I know we're going to eat. So I have that leftover to warm up right, for I breakfast. Too. And and don't forget, put extra butter on your sweet potato at breakfast in the morning. It's so good. Exactly. And my granddaughters love them. So I always have extra sweet potatoes oh, on hand. You are a great grandma <laughs> feeding them that. Yum. That's right. So we also have a delicious turkey breakfast sausage recipe on our website at weightandwellness.com. Sometimes I will make this ahead of time for my protein. So that way you're all prepared. I, a lot of clients come in and talk to me about I don't have time to cook in the morning. So this is a perfect option for something quick to have on hand, yes. having that sweet potato up, ready up ahead, having that turkey sausage up ahead is makes it super easy. Yes. Or if you don't want to have the sweet potatoes, an apple with almond butter is a perfect pairing with the turkey sausage. So that is super quick. You can even eat yeah. it in the car on the way. 
and that is like dessert, an apple sliced up with almond butter. So some of you longtime listeners are noticing we're really talking about the magic number three here, aren't we? And that's what keeps your blood sugars stable so you don't send them sky high where they cause pain. The magic number three in Joanne's example was the turkey sausage being the protein, the the apple being the carbohydrate, and the almond butter being the healthy fat. One, two, three. That's right. And it's delicious. That's right. You know, it's not just the breakfast foods that can turn into a lot of sugar or that can have hidden sugars. There are snacks. There are lunches. There are dinners that do the same thing. So if you are having foot pain, I want you to stop right now and think, how many crackers or how many potato chips am I sneaking in throughout the day? That's right. Or do you have pretzels in your bottom drawer mm-hmm. at work? Oh, do you that snack used to on be my pretzels? Advice. I used to eat pretzels a lot. Yes. And or are you someone who munches on crackers? So would you open a bag of chips? Have a hard time putting it down. So these snacks are going to increase your foot pain. So. And you know, people that really know me know that I come from a family of storytellers. <laughs> That's my <laughs> Schmidt side of the family. I have another right. story I just thought of. This doesn't involve a client this time, but it involves a nutrition for weight loss class participant. This particular lady signed up to take our 12-week class series. Of course, her main goal was weight loss, but she was so pleasantly surprised when her plantar fasciitis pain went away after just one month of being in the class. That's great. Well, it makes sense to us, Joanne, doesn't of it? I it mean, does. you take the class, you stop eating the bread, which this lady did. She, she she stopped eating bread and replaced that bread with a lot of vegetable carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. She increased her protein, her animal yes. protein, yes. and she increased her healthy fats. This is basically an anti-inflammatory food plan, and that's what helped to get rid of that foot pain. Yep, that's exactly right. So, we have a caller. Mary oh, is on the line. And can I, can, should we take the call? Yeah, let's take Mary. Good morning, Mary. Do you have a question for us this morning? Yes, I really like your radio show. I think it's very good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I would like to know, how can I get rid of a fungus on a toenail, and how can I prevent fungus in the future? And what is a fungus? Oh, great question. And maybe, do you just want to hang up and listen? Or do you want to? Okay. Um, So, where does your mind first go? I think of I think of liquid advantage. Oh, but I also think of yeast. Yeah. So, sort of an immediate thing. um, Having you hear you say that, I had my dad do that when he came to visit last summer and had athlete's foot soak Mm -hmm. his feet in liquid advantage. We have a product. um, I know you can get it other places too, but we sell it at our office. Just a little bottle of. Liquid Advantage, the main ingredient there is grapefruit seed extract, and it's antifungal. Right. And so if you put a few drops of that in some warm water and soak your feet in that, so it can Mm -hmm. really get in and start working on that fungus immediately. But the deeper issue, typically, if you have toenail fungus that you can just not get rid of, is yeast overgrowth in your gut. Mm Mm-hmm. All, most all health conditions we can you right. know trace back to our gut health, right. and so you need to address that too. And um, certainly, eating well and staying away from the high sugar foods is a big piece of that. And beyond that, I'm going to give one more recommendation, and I'm going to let Joanne chime in. But I would be sure to be taking a good bifido 
bacteria supplement that's a probiotic to help crowd out the yeast overgrowth and mm-hmm. replenish your intestines with good bacteria. Okay. Right. I, I do take the bifidobacteria. So maybe I'll just add more. How add many? More. Yeah, yeah, I would take it at least three times a day. Oh, okay. Right. Sure. And then even um, if, it's very, if it's a real stubborn case, you could add acidophilus, which is another probiotic in the evening, just okay. to give Switch a little, it up a little more... Bit. Um, power for Mm -hmm. that um, crowding out that fungus the other thing i was going to say is for simplicity's sake you might might be hard to soak your feet several times a day um just put a few drops right on your toenail okay that directly on that works too keep it simple yeah Uh, and it's of this um the one you of the liquid advantage liquid advantage is the name of it okay yeah Thank you very much. All right. Thanks All right, for your great call. question. That's, it is time for break. Oh, oh, my goodness. Glad somebody's watching the <laughs> clock. Yeah, we need to take a it break. It is time. Uh, I do want to mention, though, before we go to break, we have several Nutrition for Weight Loss series beginning September 19th. Um, this is a 12-week series that meets once a week for an hour We have found that 95% of our class participants report an improvement in their health. Stay with us because when they take this class, just to verify that statement, stay with us because when we come back from break, Joanne is going to give the dates, times, and locations of the Nutrition for Weight Loss series. And if you have questions for us, you can call us at the studio at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Joanne Rideout, licensed dietitian, and Cassie Weenus, licensed dietitian, is also in the studio today with me. So our Nutrition for Weight Loss series are going to start up again the week of September 19th. We have plenty of convenient options for you. There will be evening classes available in Eden Prairie, North Oaks, Maple Grove, Woodbury and St. Paul. So pretty much all just a lot of the locations. That's right. So we are also offering classes in St. Paul over the noon hour. So one during the week and one on Saturday. So lots of options for exact dates and times. Go to our website at weightandwellness.com or you can call our office with questions or to sign up 651-699-3438. Okay, so we were talking about chronic, we've been talking about chronic foot pain, um, and plantar fasciitis, especially, seems to affect a lot of runners and avid exercisers. So if you are a runner and you're listening to our show, has this been happening to you? And what I always think of when I think of runners and any type of pain and inflammation is, are you loading up on carbs? Because so many athletes are told they need to carbo-load. So if you are somebody that thinks you need that big pasta dinner the night before a race, you might want to think again because it could be that big pasta dinner that turns to a lot of sugar that's causing you more pain. That's right. And you know, three cups of cooked pasta, which is really a restaurant portion for sure, That equals 100 grams of carbohydrates, and that's the amount of carbs that most people should eat in one day, not in one sitting. Not in one sitting. So, and then we divide that number by four. We know that plate of pasta has 25 teaspoons of sugar right there. 
Okay, this is why one in three people in America have either diabetes or prediabetes. Absolutely. That's just obnoxious. Absolutely. 25 teaspoons. So imagine going to, let's say, Olive Garden or any restaurant where you can get that pasta and you order a plate of spaghetti or lasagna and you look down at it at it, and it's a big bowl of sugar. It really is. Because really, that's what it is. You are sitting there spooning (laughs) 25 teaspoons of sugar down your throat and up, 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 up go your blood sugar. And high blood sugars equal pain and inflammation. Not only that, but I don't know if you've noticed this with clients, but I remember seeing many clients over the years that were runners that would gain weight from eating a lot of pasta, even though they were runners and out training several times a week. Many of them that I saw struggled with their weight. Yes, exactly. It's it's the carbs. They're eating too mm-hmm. much pasta, too much bread, too much cereal. Right. And research shows that for athletes... The best type of eating plan contains plenty of protein, so fish, chicken, and eggs, beef. Um, Also, a few carbohydrates coming from vegetables and fruits, lots of vegetables, and then lots of healthy fats, such as butter, olive oil, avocados, coconut, and nuts. So these fats act like joint lubricants. And boy, if you are an avid exerciser, you want to keep those joints lubricated and healthy. So again, no need to carb load the night before with pasta. You know, and on that note, we should mention snacks as well. Because if you are a busy person that's also trying to fit in that regular workout routine, you might find it tempting to grab for a granola bar or a cliff bar and wash it down with maybe a Gatorade or a Powerade or a Powerade. But have you looked at the ingredients of that Gatorade or Powerade? They turn to a lot of sugar. The Cliff Bars, the granola bars are really high in carbohydrates, which turn to a lot of sugar. Not the best they solution. Do. That's right? right. Not the best solution for getting rid of foot pain. That's for sure. Exactly. So instead of a granola bar or a Cliff Bar between meals, try making a protein shake with whey protein powder, fruit, water, and coconut milk. It's really quick and it will not cause inflammation like the granola and other bars that are very high in carbs and sugar. So they often also have trans fats and other bad fats like soybean oil in them. You know, and I think a lot of people don't realize that because you go to that section where the power bars are, the protein Mm -hmm. bars, the cliff bars, and our mind just thinks, okay, healthy, right? Right. But if you start reading ingredient lists, it's amazing the amount of junk, the trans fats and other bad fats, like you're mentioning, Joanne, that are found in those bars. Absolutely. And the protein shake recipe is on our website at weightandwellness.com. And it's, it's great. delicious. It's very it's delicious. Good. So we, we have another call. We have another caller. Oh, great. So let's take that caller. Who's on the Linda line? Linda is on the line with Linda. a comment. Hi, Linda. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Oh, good morning, ladies. Uh, I always listen to your program. And the thing that's flying across the room to the floor to the phone was the plantar fasciitis issue. I had two bouts, long-suffering bouts, physical therapy and all that. Um, I happened to watch another TV program. I probably shouldn't mention it, but they had um, a model, and they put these lines on her leg going down to her uh, foot, and they had her in a plain old shoe, and the line was skewed. They put her then in bionics, bioso heels. Are you familiar with those? Mm-hmm. I am. And the line straightened up. Mm-hmm. 
I ordered a pair, and I had, I was in the middle of bad, bad um, plantar fasciitis and a bone spur on top of it. Mm-hmm. It disappeared. I went to my doctor, and I said, am I imagining this? And he said, no. He said, you need that kind of support. And I said, well, why didn't you come up with it? I won't tell you his answer, but <laughs> to make a long story short, all my non-bionics are gone, oh. <laughs> except now they come out with the insert, and if you have a pair of shoes where you can rip the insert out and put theirs in, you save a lot of money. And they, it just disappeared. I don't understand why, but I wear them. They have them in slippers. Unfortunately, they don't have enough, they don't have any winter shoes, and they are a country oh. that has winter. Yes, exactly. That's all. You know, that's all I want to say. I don't know how. Well, thank you for um, your comments. Because well, I did go to a new uh, podiatrist recently, and she looked down at me and my shoes. She said, "If you weren't wearing them, I would prescribe them for you." Wow. Oh, okay. Great story. So, well, and maybe it, that, that will be helpful for somebody. Yeah, so, for, it is, part so. of it is the arch support, yes. but then also the sugar is a big piece, mm-hmm. too. So we're, you know, connecting both to yes. help the Absolutely. healing. I, if I lost weight, it would probably be less stress on my feet. Right. I do know yeah, that. yeah. That's combination. That. Yes. Well, thank you for listening. I sure, appreciate thank it. you. Oh, thank you for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Have a great day. Yes, yes thank you. You. Too. you know, and I always have wondered too, Joanne, if in some people there is a a bit of a genetic piece. You know, you hear about people with flat feet, which sure. is where that arch falls. And I know mm-hmm. exactly what she's talking about because I was watching um, a couple different videos last night with some podiatrists talking about plantar's fasciitis, and there are some cases where that arch falls so far and then mm-hmm. you, when you do look at the back of your foot you do see that skew and then you can imagine putting something to push that arch right back up so i think there are different stages or, or different um yeah scenarios yeah. because there are and and sometimes you know with a high arch you do need to support it yes yes so, so all right well we what were we talking about oh the bars with all the junk in them. Yes. You know, the other thing I do want to try to get in before we have to go to yet another break, when we're talking about um, healing any type of pain, really, we want to look at what oils we're eating. And I know I've heard some of the gals on the radio, some of my colleagues say, you might need to give your body an oil change. You know, we give our (laughs) cars an oil change. Maybe (laughs) we need an oil change, too. And you can probably describe that as well as anybody, Joanne. What do we mean by an oil change? So it means I'm not going to eat soybean oil anymore because, I mean, I know that would inflame my feet and it would make them hurt. Um, So I use olive oil instead, which is a very healthy oil. Extra virgin, I bet you use. Extra virgin olive oil instead. So that's really good. That's just one of the fats to avoid. I'm going to tell you some more fats to avoid when we come back from break. So no turning that dial. I do want to thank everybody for listening today as we come upon our last break. If you're just tuning in, today's topic has been all about ways to reduce your foot pain. We've talked a lot about the power of eating real food. We've talked about eating less sugar or no sugar, get the bad fats out. Um, And we're going to be talking more about how to reduce that foot pain on the other side of break. What I want to mention though, before we break, give you a little food for thought. If you're somebody that has a lot of cravings, whether it's the sweets or the potato chips or the pop, 
it's really time to consider a be- uh, appointment with a licensed nutritionist or a registered mm-hmm. dietitian because there is a biochemical reason why you're having those cravings and you're not going to be successful lifelong with a healthy eating plan until you get to the root cause of those cravings. And we'll talk more about this when we get back and stay with us. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Joanne Rideout, licensed dietitian. And before break, Cassie mentioned how helpful it can be to meet with one-on-one with a nutritionist. We offer in-person and phone appointments. We work together with you to make a practical meal plan that fits with your schedule and your individual needs. And clients find once they start eating protein, vegetables, and healthy fats five times per day, that their cravings for sugar, soda, bread, and alcohol actually go away. So that's... That's great. It's amazing. It's amazing how quickly that happens. And that magic number three, protein, carbon, fat has a second part to it. You also want to eat about every three hours. In other words, like you said, Joanne, eat about five times a day. But we know too, don't we? Sometimes there's other stuff going on that needs to be addressed, whether it's gut health or brain chemistry. And that's where an, an appointment with a registered dietitian or licensed nutritionist can really be helpful. Absolutely. All right, we were talking about bad fats when we went to break. You mentioned soybean oil being one of those very processed oils that can contribute to that foot pain. One that comes to the top of my mind is cottonseed oil. That has to be like the That's worst right. of the worst. Right. And if, you, if you're if you in your kitchen right now, go to your cupboard, mm-hmm. if you can, and start reading ingredient lists because mm-hmm. you might find that cottonseed oil there. I know it's it in some of the granola bars. It's in the... The roast, some of the roasted nuts, if roasted they're in nuts. oils. Yeah. So avoid that one. A, a better option would be some real butter. I keep it simple at my house. I have extra virgin olive oil. I have organic butter and I have unrefined coconut oil. Right. And if I you, have the same. See, keep it it's simple, simple and watch those aches and pains go away. Exactly. And our joints love it when we feed and nourish them with real healthy fats. So I like to add avocados, olives, nuts, and seeds to my salad, along with full fat salad dressing with the base of that being olive oil. Full fat, she said, ladies and gentlemen. You know, (laughs) coconut products are delicious and healthy fats, too. Our protein shake recipe, or some people call it the protein smoothie recipe that's on our website, actually calls for full fat canned coconut milk. So just another example of a healthy fat. The brand I like to use because it doesn't have any added chemicals or junk is Thai Kitchen. So Mm -hmm. Thai is T-H-A-I. And um, yeah, that's really delicious. You can find it in the the Asian aisle at any grocery store. That's right. And our third recommendation for healing plantar fasciitis is to add in a high quality omega-3 fish oil. So most efficient, or most Americans are deficient in omega-3 fatty acids. I read one statistic not that long ago that said 98% wow. of Americans. That's so, amazing. I don't know. I know you can read different things, but most of us need to be supplementing with omega-3s. You want to take at least three omega-3 soft gels a day if you're That's having right. foot pain. If you've had foot pain for several years, you've been dealing with this chronic issue, you might want to start with six. And see if if that does it, and then you can slowly back off to that 
that three a day. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're getting a high quality, good brand. At our house, we take the NutriKey brand. That's right. We sell that at our office. I've done all the pricing of all our fish oils. That's the most affordable it one. Is. And it's a great brand that doesn't have any lead or mercury contamination. And it is possible to get those omega-3 fats from food, but the food sources are pretty limited. Um, one of our nutritionists eats a can of sardines every day. She gets enough omega-3s from the sardines. Uh, That is my first choice. I think I know who you're talking about. (laughs) That's right. But omega-3s do help. Yes. And I think um, one other thing when, as we're talking about supplements, isn't there one you wanted to mention, Joanne, that if you are having some chronic nagging pain, you could take to relieve that? Caprex. The Caprex. The Caprex, yeah. There is a natural alternative to taking Advil and aspirin. And a supplement called Caprex contains rosemary and hops, and that works on the same pathway as Advil. And you need like two to four a day. Yes. Depending on your level of pain. So we want to cover a couple more common foot conditions today. Besides plantar fasciitis, neuropathy is the other foot condition our clients often experience. And if you've not heard of that before, it is nerve damage that typically affects our feet. You know, and I've had clients describe it as sort of a burning or tingling sensation. Sometimes you might feel a numbness or a weakness too. And if you want to kind of imagine how this might feel, I'm sure everybody listening has had a time in their life where their arm or their leg falls asleep. Maybe you slept wrong on your arm and you wake up and it's all like pins and needles, right? Imagine feeling that way every day, all day, because that's what neuropathy feels like. Right. And the same the same prescription for healing that neuropathy would be increasing your healthy fat decreasing your sugar consumption, and um, increasing your protein. So last summer, we had Dr. Richard Jacoby on Dishing Up Nutrition and interviewed him on his book, Sugar Crush. Dr. Jacoby went into a lot of detail on neuropathy, and it looks like we're running out of time today. So I would encourage you to go to our website, weightandwellness.com, click on radio shows, and listen to the previous show. You'll see the show titled Neuropathy, not Neuropathy, the Sugar Connection. And there's also a Dishing Up Nutrition app that has many of our past shows. That is an excellent show. It's one of our, I think, one of our very best shows. And that was a great such show. Such an emphasis on sugar and yes. the cause of pain. Yes. So do listen to that past show if you get a chance. Again, it was in August 2015. I listened to the past shows on iTunes. So yet another way. We're yes. free on iTunes if you just type dishing up nutrition in the search engine. So lots of options. You know, if you had a question for us and we get didn't get a time to get to you, you can call the office today with that question. There's girls at the St. Paul office already, 651-699-3438. That's right. But I do think we've had a great show, Joanne. We've we given some really great tips, haven't we, on how to change, oh, absolutely. change your eating to reduce aches and pains in your feet. I want to recap here the main points of the show. We talked about plantar fasciitis. We talked about neuropathy. Um, what was kind of the first diet recommendation we gave? First, we talked about have to stop eating sugar. So this means desserts, cereal, bread, pasta, crackers, and chips. Um, also, sugar causes more foot pain and inflammation. 
Yeah, if you can get that equation stamped in your brain, sugar equals inflammation and pain. Absolutely. Hopefully that'll help you to steer clear of those high sugar foods and replace any bad fats that are still lurking in your diet with the healthy fats like the butter and the olive oil. Thank you all for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you found this show interesting, please share it with a friend or family member. And do tune in next week when Dar and Marcy will be on with special guest Dr. Kristen Struble. The replay is called The Story Your Elimination Tells. That's a great show. It really was. Have a great week, everyone. Have a great Saturday. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.